And that was Starlight by Radio Edit. Welcome to Big Life Conversation. You're on 94.1 FM with Barbara and Nicole here with you for the next two hours from 4 to 6 p.m. every Monday. Welcome to the show. It's been a big fortnight for us. Normally we're here every week, but we had a bit of a break, didn't we, Barbara? We did indeed. So nice to be back. Nice to be back. How are you today, Barbara? I'm well, thank you, Nicole. And you, you've had a very busy weekend. I have had a very big weekend indeed. I had my well-being retreat, relax, restore and reset retreat. So hopefully I am all of those things, but more (laughs) so my uh, attendees for the retreat. We went to the beautiful Jan Juk and uh, had a weekend in a very beautiful, cosy country house with an open fireplace, an outdoor fire, lots of beautiful food, massage, warmth. We had some walks outside in the wind, rugged up, very very wonderful exercise, some yoga and some nutrition sessions. We did a session on the gut-brain interaction. We did a session on happy hormones and we also did a session on looking at creating new habits for ourselves. So all of that packed into a weekend with a wonderful group of women. A bit of a shout out to that wonderful group that came along on the weekend. Um, Really lovely weekend and just... Lots of gratitude to be able to facilitate something like that yeah, now wonderful. that we're out of lockdown. It's the first retreat I've ran since lockdown. Oh, so wow. it's quite so it nice to get back to it. Yes. Yeah, Good yeah, yeah. That's great. Beautiful weekend. So and what did you get up to? Uh, well, I, well I was, as I was saying off air, I got to see a wonderful film. We should talk about that a bit later. The documentary on uh, the late, great Dame Mary Quant. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I was also doing some work. And before we go any further, though, I'd like to send out a cheerio to our f- colleague uh, Jacinta. She might be in mid-flight. I'm not sure. At the moment. She might be in the air right now. She's heading to India, isn't she? She is. And we're hoping she's going to be back uh, in, in time, not too jet lag next Monday. Uh, with, with all these stories of um, her travels. So anyway, all the best, Jacinta, and to you and the family. Um, also, um, going to mention some birthdays, Nicole. Oh, let's do birthdays. Let's do that. I'd like to send um, cheerios to my friend Pat, if he happens to be listening in London. Um, got a birthday coming up on Thursday the 25th. And uh, also to my dear niece, Hannah, who's having a special birthday this Friday the 26th. So looking forward to celebrating with her. And, of course, we can't forget uh, our musical birthday boys and girls, uh, including uh, Robert Zimmerman, uh, better known as Bob Dylan, and Cher. So happy birthday to those two as well. Oh, lovelies. And uh, also a good friend of mine had a birthday on Sunday. So happy birthday to Angelina, who I believe was in Melbourne at the time, but maybe listening in from Canberra. Okay. Uh, where she lives now. So, yes. Well, so we've moved happy out of birthdays. And we're into Gemini now. We are into <laughs> Gemini. The terrible twins. We so do. <laughs> We do. You have a Gemini in your household. I do have a Gemini in my household. You have two of them in your household, don't you? Um, (laughs) As As in his... The twins, he's the twins. Oh, right, right. yes, <laughs> that's right, yes. So uh, I cover quite a few bases on the on the star <laughs> side in front, that's for sure, but definitely Taurians. We've had a, a real oh, spate have. of May birthdays. Yes, um, and I, since I then? think that's kind of the last for a little while. Yes. Uh, and then we have our June, June spate as well. 
<laughs> it is a little bit uh, busy that way. Um, let's just uh, track back a little bit and mm. thank the wonderful program prior to us today. We had Tiny Tim plays his hits as he does for us most sessions before ours and he has quite a few booming hits coming through. Gets us motivated for our session today and um, uh, yeah, plays some wonderful golden oldies but also some good 80s hits as well, which we love. We do. I'm a bit of a fan of the 80s. So, um, but we've got a fun-packed session for ourselves coming up today. What I'm most excited about is our guest today, rather than phoning in, which we've been doing for quite a few years now, we're starting to see more people in the flesh. And it's quite exciting <laughs> it to actually have humans in the studio to be able to talk with. And I don't have to press as many buttons when exactly. that happens as well. I'm so I'm, I'm very, very <laughs> pleased about that. I don't have to have uh, problems with our lovely analogue phone that sits there. I, I didn't say its name because it, it can put a hex on it sometimes. Um, but we have the wonderful Ken Spence who is coming up at 4.30 um, from the Camberwell Camera Club and he's going to be talking to us about a wonderful exhibition, Light Years, that's coming up. It's on the Town Hall Gallery currently. And uh, he's also in a celebratory mood, I think, because uh, the Camberwell Camera Club, believe it or not, is... Um, actually 70 years old this year so happy birthday happy anniversary happy, birth- <laughs> yes. happy birthday to the Campbell camera club mm-hmm. i have an avid uh, amateur photographer at home who'd be loving to listen to oh, this yes. today so i'm hoping that he'll be doing that and then uh, after uh, 10 uh, after 10 i was going to say after 10 <laughs> um at 5.10 today, we have the wonderful friend of the show, Dr. Jess Belangzatagi, who is a uh, doctor in cinema and screen. How wonderful is that? And she is um, going to talk to us today about all of the latest and greatest in that space. Cinema, screen and streaming services, we also get into a little bit of that. We've been trying to get Dr. Jess back yeah. on the airways <laughs> and she's actually going to come into the studio as well yes. just after five so we're really looking forward to hearing what she's got to talk to us about i think last time it was all uh oscar conversation wasn't it yeah that was the plan but she's been very busy and hard to pin down and um anyway it's great that she'll be back in the studio we haven't seen it for a while so yes loving that uh it is uh 18 minutes past four o'clock here with big life conversation we're with nicole and barbara we might have a another tune before uh having a couple of little snippets of news and views and uh maybe a little bit of nutrition news as well coming up just after this. Are you a love fool? Jamiroquai. Um, a nice little tune there going back a little way, probably to the 90s. Um, gets us going here on Big Life Conversation. It's 23 minutes past four o'clock and you're here with Barbara and Nicole. We were just talking about our wonderful guests doing a few birthday renditions as well and hearing about what we've been doing on the weekend. Uh, And I was having a wonderful retreat over the weekend, being a nutritionist. I love all things to do with food. We ate a lot of food. food, Great food, actually. (laughs) So I think we um, alerted uh, the audience to some very new and different foods, experienced some very new and different foods for them and and a very clean eating weekend. Mm. Um, But normally I do my little nutrition tip at 
this point in time and uh, you can follow this on Create Wellbeing Group, my Instagram page. But the nutrition tip this week is about a little nutrient called chromium. And uh, chromium, some people used to think about this as um, a quite a significant heavy metal. It is a mineral that is quite important for us. We have a recommended dietary intake of 30 micrograms a day, um, which you could get in a cup of broccoli plus uh, about 90 grams of turkey to get mm-hmm. your daily intake of chromium. But what does chromium do? Chromium is amazing for blood sugar regulation. So a lot of people that come and see me might have mm. some issues managing their blood sugar um, in that pre-diabetic or insulin resistant phase and they want to know what to do. And so not only can we clean up the diet, we can add some specific nutrients or foods with these nutrients in uh, to help regulate blood sugar and chromium is one of them. Um, It's known to uh, lower blood sugar levels in pre-diabetics and it can also lower cholesterol. So a cup of broccoli contains 22 micrograms. So remember I said 30 micrograms is kind of our RDI Mm -hmm. and 90 grams of turkey contains about 10 micrograms. Lentils are also a really good vegetarian source. You can also supplement with this and it supplements very nicely with the B group vitamins who that is amazing for part of what we call the Krebs cycle which is the way we manage our energy and how we release it from our food. So chromium helps us do that and helps us regulate that. So that's the little nutrition tip of the week chromium um and wonderful broccoli broccoli is good for so many other things not only just for blood sugar regulation but hormonal regulation good for the liver as well so um a fantastic superfood to have in the diet on a regular basis so get some of that into you Thank you, Nicole. I think I love about broccoli is that you can steam it and you can eat it as fresh and throw it into some dips and all sorts of things. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Puree it, yes. absolutely. I, I do like its friend cauliflower as oh, well. Yes. <laughs> broccolini. Because yes. cauliflower can become rice, cauliflower rice, and you oh, can yes, have it as steaks and put some sure. beautiful um, Mediterranean or even um, Middle Eastern spices on it mm. with some olive oil, and that can be a really nice vegetarian dish and um, it is quite delish as well. Not everybody, I like cauliflower, but it doesn't like everybody as well. They're both quite high in sulforaphanes, which um, can make people feel a little bit bloated. Um, But uh, if your digestion's strong, it should be not a problem. So there you go, a little bit of a, a tip there as well. Thank you. Anything to share from your end, Barbara, on the entertainment front? Right, well, as I said... um I did get to see, maybe I'll save it a little bit for, uh, for when Jess comes in to talk to us, uh, but I did get to see a fantastic documentary on uh, the late great Dame Mary Quant. Um, sadly, just passed away quite recently, and I hope she did get to see this documentary paying tribute to her life and her creativity. Um, but uh, it was it's quite stunning, and I did get to see the exhibition a couple of years ago up at the Bendigo Gallery, which had come from the Victorian Albert Museum in London. Um, and yeah so that was a bit of a treat and yeah just some wonderful interviews with her um and some great footage and a wonderful a great soundtrack as well so um yeah that was that was fun 
Um, also, uh, recently, um, and I'm not going to do a few more details, but the Rocky Horror Show is back. I know. It's one that keeps coming back, isn't it? Does. It does. It does. 50 years old. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yes, big fan. Of I've seen it many times in, in many, with many um, different uh, cast members. And I remember thinking, I had cousins years ago who'd come down from Queensland and were then uh, trying to survive under the, um, the government of... Uh, Joe Bjorki Peterson, and they said they had to come to Melbourne to see it because it had been banned in Brisbane. Oh. And I said, I thought, yes, that was amazing, wasn't it, considering what uh, the Bjorki Peterson government was up to. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, enough politics, but um, <laughs> it was, uh, it, that was anyway, lots of fun. So I saw it at the, um, the Tele Theatre in Fitzroy, we, 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 my cousins and I saw it there, and um, I've seen it in various venues over the years, a comedy theatre with uh, Craig McLaughlin, the rather controversial production that was too. Mm. Um, yes, but this time, Jason Donovan's home, and he's playing Frank. Yes, well, I think he'd do that quite aptly as well. He did very well. Another neighbour's star. Yes, exactly. And he seemed to be very popular with the with the crowd too. I think it was just, uh, yeah, he, he, had, he was having a lot of fun with the role um, and he had he brought his own interpretation to it. Um, this Frankenfurter uh, was um, unlike the Tim Carrick, Tim Carrick character who was perhaps really, really over the top and very flamboyant. Uh, Jason is a little bit more subtle and a bit more sort of, sort of seductive as an approach, uh, if you find that sort of thing attractive, I guess. But he was, uh, it, it was a good voice. And and um, also Miff Warhurst, fresh off the plane, I think, poor girl, from the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, yes. In Liverpool. I love and Miff. She, um, fun. Yeah, but she was a narrator. And she did a good job, but I felt that um, having seen other people do it over the years, including Red Simons and uh, Stuart Wags, I think might have done it one time when I saw it, you can afford to, to really go over the top with, with, with that role as a narrator. And I thought maybe she was just a little bit tired. She was, she was underplaying, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think, yes. Okay. And um, some people thought maybe, well, maybe this is her approach, just to contrast with the other shenanigans that were going on. But I thought I thought she could have just beefed it up a bit. Okay. Um, but she was it's still it's good fun and uh, handling some sort of a bit of a heckling in the audience very well. Uh, but I'm, I'm a big Miff fan. And, um, yeah, I think yeah, so that was a good job. But, yeah, look, it's it's a lot of fun. It's very silly. Some people might say it's a little bit dated. Some people might say it's so politically incorrect. Um, depending on you know, depending on your viewpoint. But look, it's just on your persuasion. Exactly, it's, it's sheer. Really, it's, it's silly escapist entertainment. And there are some great songs and great dance routines and fantastic costumes. And what was interesting too is that it was an ethnically ethnically diverse cast. Janet um, is Asian, and uh, so that, yeah, that was a great performance there. And also, Rocky. Um, was uh, yes, was black. So I thought the, that was a sign of the times. We're getting very woke, aren't we? We are. <laughs> <laughs> so people, you know, should uh, I think find that a bit of a, a bit of a change. But yeah, lots of uh, lots of people dancing in the aisles, and that's at the Athenaeum now ah. for a little while. Uh, a bit of a, a fun night out to cheer up, cheer us up in this cold weather, I guess. Yes. So, yes. Well, that's what's wonderful about entertainment at the moment is that we can get out exactly. and about in it because uh, it keeps us nice and cozy during winter and keeps us entertained and we're loving that creativity and all of that wonderful entertainment that's back now Indeed. that we can get out and about and see it now. Exactly. So uh, uh, it is coming up to 4.30 and we're going to be speaking with our guest Ken Spence from Camberwell Camera Club very shortly, just after this little announcement. Back with you, 94.1, 3WBC, you are on Big Life Conversation. Uh, 
are with Nicole and Barbara and we'd like to welcome to the studio the wonderful Ken Spence. Welcome to the show, Ken. Lovely to have you here. Thank you very much. Very excited to have, as I was saying, humans in the studio that we can actually physically speak to and see. It's so nice to connect with people in this way as well. Um, So there's a number of things that you're going to talk to us about today. Um, So firstly, there's this wonderful camera, Camberwell Camera Club, that's having its 70th birthday. Um, Tell us a little bit about that and then the exhibition that's coming up as well. Yeah, well, the Camera Club started in, obviously, 1953 and a fairly small start. Uh, and, and at that time, back in, in the 50s and 60s, 70s and probably 80s, uh, camera clubs were a little bit more complicated. It was film, it was, or slides. Uh, a lot of people were into the chemicals of, 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 of doing black and white sort of exposures and dark rooms and all oh, those yes. types of things. <laughs> and yeah, that was an a- aspect of photography that is basically now moved on. Mm. Now, some people are still back into that genre, but not many. Most people just are more into taking the photos and and processing them on their computers and you can do a lot with that uh, and so it's it's a really different thing and some of the uh, older members of the club were part of the, the the chemical age and the processing and the dark rooms and they loved that but it's more accessible now to a broader range of people and, oh wow and that's why you know camera clubs and photography all over is just exploding I mean you can do a lot with your phone and and, and take images and manipulate them on your phone uh, and uh, and, and or on your camera, digital camera, and once you've got the equipment, it doesn't cost anything, and you can have a lot of fun. You can indeed. And I was going to ask you, Ken, when did your interest in photography start? Were you one of those keen kids with a little box brain? Not really. <laughs> I, I, when I was uh, 21, which is quite a long time ago, went to the old hitchhiking trip to New Zealand, oh. and I met a guy there, and we did a walk together, and we both had little Olympic tri- Olympus trip cameras, oh, very yes. small oh, little cute yes. little cameras, and we both took photos. And he actually lived in Melbourne, so we got together when we got when we got back from our trip and we'd been at the same place in the same time with the same cameras but his photos were different they were they, they were they were beautiful to look at mine were weren't and so i worked out that there was some <laughs> mic can ask no 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 it was colored slides oh, so we had the old slide right it was great fun but but yeah there was i worked out there was something in it other than the camera there was something he had seen mm-hmm. or something he had done yes. And so that really got me hooked about this magic and how you could do something better than just hold it up and click. You yes. could think about the comp- composition or sure. where the light's coming from. And so, yeah, I was sort of basically hooked from then on. And oh, it's yes. now an incredibly important part of my life and a, the life of a lot of people in our club, mm. a lot of people around Australia. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. It's a beautiful creative pursuit. I love taking photos and would never claim to have, you know, a, a real knack for it, but just really enjoy it. And I think it's really helps you relive all of those beautiful moments um, or experiences or environments that you find yourself in as well and also experience them in a different way because sometimes you look back at your photo and go, actually, that's not what my eyes kind of experienced <laughs> at the time, but it's taken yes, something the, different from that. Um, isn't that, isn't that <laughs> wonderful? Yeah, it, mm. it is wonderful. And um, I have to say there was a bit of a uh, resurgence of that in my family with my husband um, over lockdown, just, you know, finding those pursuits mm. that you can still do That's from your small little mm. radius that you had or from your home as well and started to get a bit more creative with that on a social media, even though we've got, you know, the traditional yeah. cameras yeah. as well. So just finding those new creative mediums as yes, well. Yes, and so easy to share now with Instagram mm, and, exactly. and all that sort of exactly. stuff. So, mm. so it's not such a private 
pursuit now. It's a, it's a yes. very accessible pursuit. Yes, yes. Indeed. So tell us about the exhibition in particular, The Light Years. Right, well, uh, we at the club uh, have a, a lot of fun doing a whole lot of different types of photography, but most of the photos that we normally take and exhibit at the club and in competitions are, are single-type shots, you know, uh, lovely shots, but they're a single-frame and a simple, sing, single topic. Mm-hmm. And and we thought, well, look, why don't we branch out from that, just a, a small group, of a, a subgroup of the club, decided we would take on a project, each take on a separate project, which would last for a year, of photographing a particular thing or technique or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, my, personally, I got involved with a, a local country football team in a town that doesn't even have a pub, <laughs> but it's got a great football team, the Stony Creek football team ah. in South Gippsland. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Stony Creek football team. Stony Creek. Yeah, yes. It was great fun, and it wasn't just taking photos of, you know, marks and kicking, but it was also what was happening back at house, all the volunteers who make it happen, the committee meetings, the, 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 the people who do all the massaging and the parties they have. It was great. So, you know, it, it, it enabled me to go a bit deeper in my photography mm. and to have a reason to do it. And other people did as well. Of our club of about 162 members, 31 joined this little subgroup. We have a lot of different subgroups doing a whole lot of different things. Mm. So 31 people joined this uh, project and uh, took on different things. And our patron of our club is a, a fantastic guy, professional photographer, Bill Backman. He arranged some of his colleagues to, to have a mentor for each of us, a professional mentor, oh, wow. for, photographer what mentor to help us in our project. I got a guy who does a lot of uh, uh, AFL football. So yes. that was great. Now, I did, I did football. Uh, another member did uh, a cat's home for, for abandoned cats. Oh, really? Uh, and went there a lot. The people did family events. You know, uh, one did making making sauce for you know a, 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 a family, the annual get together. Somebody rediscovered Werribee, where they'd grown up as a child, and they'd oh. gone down there, took a lot of photos of that. So People did trips. Yeah, it was great. It is, and, and because it was, you know, you had a year to do it. We met up various times during the year to get some tips and to, to see how we were all going. And then we brought it all together. At, at the end of the year, but one of our members and very involved in this project, uh, a member called uh, his name Pam Morris, she uh, embarked on trying to get us a, uh, a spot at the Burundara Town Hall Gallery, which is in Glenfrey Road on the corner. Well, it's in Bird Road on the corner of mm, Bird. No, well, it is. Yes. magnificent space. It's mm. a fantastic space, and we were awarded a, a, a spot in the gallery, which and, and that's where the exhibition is now. And uh, and Pam and, and, and Bill and the curators of the gallery have done a fantastic job in bringing it together. Epson print, uh, uh, sponsored us to, oh, to, wow. to print print some of our work. Mm-hmm. So it's all up on their display for almost another two weeks until the 3rd of June. So, um, you know, 31 works from 31 members are there. Are they the various for sale? series. Can I ask any for sale? Uh, yes, some yes. people have got theirs for sale. Oh, great. Um, and yeah. you know, there's a, there's a catalogue explaining each of the ones. There's a QR code that enables you to, to look at the a little video that each oh, of us have put together about it. So, like most things at the club, we do it pretty professionally. Yes. And and the council were great. Their curators were extremely helpful. Mm, and Pam and Bill, you know, pulled it together. And yeah, it's and it's, it's a free exhibition too, which is the beautiful. Yeah, it's a free yes, exhibition. Yes, it's running until the third of June. Third of June, yes. Excuse me, just pulling that off here. Thank you. And um, by the way, our, previ- our previous uh, story about the Rocky Horror Show that runs until the eleventh of June. So, <laughs> by the way, the afternoon, <laughs> getting back to that. But um, he's talking about the exhibition again, though. And he said some are for sale. I 
have you had a good response from a lot of people? Oh, it's been, well, the opening was like a wild party. Probably <laughs> more wild than the Rocky Horror Show. Oh, that's great. So it's basically a celebration of, of, of community involvement and, yes. and, and what a, a powerful thing a club can be and how, yes. how anybody who joins a camera club, uh, I'll give them a guarantee, okay? Mm-hmm. 99.9% guarantee your photography will improve enormously okay. over one or two years. Right. Yes. There you go. Just it, uh, seeing other people's work, putting your work in competitions, just learning from other people, just be inspired by other people. Yes. Mm. And some people can take it very, very seriously. Other people, it's just a whole sure. like dabble in it. You yeah. Can, yeah. Depending yeah. on how yeah. intense you want to be about yeah. it. Yeah. And so there's sorts of um, subgroups. So it sounds like there's kind of a... I was going to say sport or people subgroups. Those might do more landscapes. How do you? Exactly. How do you? Exactly. Pets, for example, or is there? Oh, I haven't got to pets, but we, we do. We, we, there's something happening at our club about once a week. Okay. Sometimes two or three times a week. Yes. To be honest. Uh, other clubs, uh, you know, they, they all vary. But yes. there's a whole lot around Melbourne, country, Victoria. Check your local club out. But mm. uh, yeah, so we've got a, a, a portrait group, we've got a nature group, oh, wow, we've got okay. a discussion group which gets together, you know, uh, every couple of months just to discuss broader issues. Actually, read some photography books, um, oh, philosophy yes. of photography, got together. I thought that was kind pretty like highbrow. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, you have lectures and talks from various. Oh places, yes, 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 kind of yes, absolutely, yeah. all the time. Once, yeah. a, a couple of times that we get whoever we want. You know, we're very uh, able to attract a lot of different people and there's also a lot of people put their, their photos into an audio visual so there's oh, an audio visual okay. group uh, so there's 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 a lot of different things happening That's wonderful. And, but yeah. one of the things that we learned from COVID I suppose everybody personally has learned something mm. but um, we did not miss a beat we in fact increased our activity because we worked out yeah we're a camera club but we're more about community yes. and and for the 262 days that Melbourne was locked down yeah. we 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 looked after our members. We there was probably something every day if you wanted to. Oh really? And people didn't come to the mall, but they were there. It was just a way of engaging and helping people through things. Yes. And and it was what a very idea. very powerful. Yeah, and quite therapeutic in all sorts of ways. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. These yeah. clubs, you know, like community clubs, all round on a whole lot of different things. But with Zoom, it's just. Just open it up. We now get mm. speakers from anywhere in the world. Because exactly. We, yeah. As long as they're willing to stay up. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Well, we, we did a little bit of, we did a bit of Zooming, didn't we? We did for our radio show. We did. Um, yeah. So we, we had the visual with the yeah, audio. Yeah, an important but, uh, part of, of getting people through it as well. Absolutely. Well, we were able to go through. Yeah, we had some interviews with artists who were very glad to talk to us about their plans that they put on hold and they were hoping to, um, you know, yeah. to get up and running when things had, uh, when the doors had opened. But um, yeah. Get their creative pursuits going in different forms. Yes different ways exactly. um, so that they could spend time writing if they were a performer yep. or working on yeah. a performance if they were that kind of yep. performer Being and so versatile. on. So yeah, exactly. I love the creative spaces and arts and also for the fact that it does connect people because, you know, that's really what's got a lot of us through and what makes us human is those bonds and connections exactly. and we, we don't want to lose that having been in lockdowns as well. So a really lovely thing to be a part of. Now you mentioned that you're also a part of a very special group as well that mm. does some photography and very special yes photography. i mean uh, the, the the beauty of photography is that you can uh, have fun yourself and do something really creative yes. but but you can in a very practical sense provide support to a whole lot of other people in different groups so mm. you know i'd encourage anybody who's pretty handy with their camera to actually 
think about what's around in their community and how they can help out. And and I, you know, taking photos of the footy club, they loved it, they used them, and that's great. So this is the bloke's footy club, there's not a woman's There's league. a netball, no, no, I haven't got involved in a netball, but if you, I mean, if you, you can just, if you're, if you're not bad at this photography stuff, you can approach people and yes. say, look, you know, do you want some proper photos? Yes, yeah, some documentation's great. But one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm personally got involved in for the last few years is an organisation called Heartfelt, mm. uh, which is... Uh, we're basically on call for hospitals all, all around Australia and New Zealand for yeah. people who've had a, a stillborn baby or they've got a a, 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 a baby that's not going to go well. You know, it's mm. things it's it's, it's uh, problems with the heart, problems with the heart, or, or in, in one of these neonatal intensive care units who's palliative, mm. and uh, the hospital will normally tell people about our services, and then we come and we're all volunteers, and we'll take some beautiful professional photos of them with their, their child for the f very short time they may have with their, oh, their, their child or their, mm, their baby. It's beautiful. And, um, and send them to them. It's no charge and we arrange some prints as well. And uh, Monash University have recently done some, some research on, on the benefits of uh, this sort of photography sure. and 99% uh, yeah, of the people that they surveyed who had our services said they would recommend us to somebody else. So it's it's a very very powerful thing. It is, and and because people have got those memories and they get little photos of perhaps just a hand or something they can share with friends yes, to say this was real. This happened yes, to me. Exactly. Yes, this baby was important to That's me. That's right. This this little person existed, and we have wonderful wonderful souvenirs of the, of the fact that. Yeah, That's right. The grieving so, process as well, doesn't it? It's yeah, like it acknowledging that, that not yes. just sort of oh that happened and let's we won't discuss it over here. No. So if people mm. are interested, I mean you know we're either either require our services or uh, are interested in, in, in joining mm. as a photographer, then you just pretty simple heartfelt.org.au mm -hmm. um, and there's you know con all the relevant contact details there. But it, it's just another example of, of how you can engage with uh, people with your camera yes. and how you can you know help and be relevant to other people exactly. with a camera. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing to get involved in. But there's a whole lot of other things you can do in your community Yes, exactly. Well, it sounds like you're really giving back to the community, um, Ken, and you did uh, in another life, you were a lawyer and an accountant, but, uh, and you made your contribution that way, but this is quite a different way of, uh, of helping the community, isn't it? And it's great. Yeah. And, and yeah, we all like a bit of the techo, better the techo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. You're a geek, are you? Yeah, well, My husband's you know, a techo, so oh, I think oh, he's oh, not. Yeah. Yeah. Justification when you, inverted commas, need a new camera. Oh, yes. Oh. Need a new lens. Yes, I really need that new yes were you a frequenter of michael's camera store yes they were lovely so at one stage you know i don't know perhaps 10 15 years ago before the internet sales thing came up yeah. you uh, it, it'd be like going at the lunchtime during office hours. You go mm. down there. It would be like being at the Vic Market at yes. twelve o'clock. Oh, yes. oh, there was a queue. You're trying to get the person's attention, but, but no, no, I'm nicked. I'm nicked. It was just jam packed. Yes, and yes. and before they sort of you know closed up, it was like you know you could shoot a gun down there. Mm. Yeah, was, which is a shame in a lot of ways. But um, have you got yourself? Are you a collector of old cameras? No, is that, that's not no, 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 no. You're very much a modern guy. No, no. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do contact camera clubs and say, look, you know, my grandfather's died or my father's died. Oh, I've okay. got, got all these cameras. Would you like them? Well, 
Not you know, it's not, no, no, there's a lot of those. But so people are now getting back into film. A lot yes. of young people, yes. film size have gone astronomic. Mm. And, yeah. and so people, you know, want, want the authenticity. Yes. And I think AI is playing into that as well because, you know, you can artificially create images now, just yes. like, you know, just Present few types on yeah. the computer. Right. So I think something that swings the other way is totally authentic yes. cannot be manipulated exactly is 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 what people want to really original and creative yeah that's right mm. so i think there'll be a swing back to 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 film yeah, for that reason yes mm. and then obviously some of the other stuff I might wear off i think yeah. we really enjoyed it we, and we really enjoy it yes absolutely i think we're we're fairly good at wanting to be observers um, <laughs> and and take things in and be entertained from that perspective as well. I don't, I'm wondering if there's a little pattern here because what I've noticed in a, a few friends and um, family members that have had law backgrounds is I think that there's been this, you know, maybe they've gone down this pathway of law, but they really <laughs> liked the arts. It was a and it was, so they either did a law <laughs> arts or they all have this really creative bent. So I've got a musician who's there was a lawyer. lawyers oh, okay. in, yeah, yeah. in music mm. and a few that have gone into art and fine art mm, um, that are in my circle of friends. I'm just wondering if there's a pattern oh, there. But you, you know I about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 it's and a broad church. And with a lot of engineers and, oh, yeah. and stuff and other the people. Tech side the tech side. Yeah. People yeah. want to sort of, you know, step out of that, particularly yes. those who have, you know, reduced hours of work or retired or something. They've yeah. now got the opportunity to, to, to try and discover that side mm. of, of things. And they, yes. they, a lot of them just pick it up so quickly because yes. they're pretty energised yeah. and, and, you know, they pick things up pretty quick. And But they need to see a lot of and, and have interaction with other people yeah. to get that creative side Support, going see yeah. examples of right. most things with camera clubs you know somebody takes a fantastic photo well the the, the genre the the sort of the philosophy of most camera clubs if if somebody says how did you do it you tell them mm. you don't go oh i'm not telling exactly. you exactly no, it's my secret no no it's a very open book and that's yeah. the beauty of it yes yeah. yeah. share it i would never have thought sort of, of doing that yeah exactly so you yeah. help each other absolutely yeah, yeah which is that's part of the charm of it too i think so we'd all like to paint in a way oh, but oh, there's a lot okay. of skill in that uh, yeah, whereas art. you can get a long way pretty quickly just with a camera yes. you don't have to you know, it's but you have the eye, it. don't you? Like you can, like yes, you know, it's yeah. the eye. You still have the eye. But the eyes yeah. have And um, I was going to ask you: Is there a charge to join the Campbell? Yes, that's what well, I was wondering. How do you join just stand it? Stand back. Bring it. So if someone wants to join, one hundred and twenty dollars a year for the whole year, oh, and, then right. provides, and you get all that. Look, all, yeah. all that. Look, it's, it's it, like all clubs are pretty much the same. Some some would be less because the council might provide them with the space. We have to hire a space. So you know. They are not money-making concerns. Not at all. Not and at all. It's, it's, you know, yeah, and we encourage people to mm. take a role in helping in some shape or yes. form, you know, to, to, to carry the load. Of, but, but no, look, they're very economical. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, we most clubs have some weekends away and you obviously oh, get yes. for some of the expenses. You must have developed some great friendships too, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, as a great. result, yeah. Yeah. Which I think is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And I also for people, as I said, it's open to all ages and, and uh, backgrounds, but I can imagine for some people who perhaps possibly find themselves 
at either the loose end or feeling after retirement or whatever it might be, thinking, now what am I going to do? Or maybe they've always nurtured or had this urge to, maybe they've always wanted yeah. to do this sort of stuff and now's the big chance. Yeah, and there's yeah. ones, I mean, there's Caulfield, eastern suburbs around Blackburn, Doncaster, oh, all over. Melbourne Camera Club in, in, in South Melbourne, Williamstown, oh, okay. um, Arabin, Berwick, Essendon, and there's probably others, and Bendigo, yes. Ballarat, you know, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of different clubs around. And, is uh, yours one of the oldest, Camera uh, I think Melbourne Camera Club is might be a little bit older oh, than Oh, okay, us. but still, know. it's not a bad... But, yeah, yes. we're right up there. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fantastic. Wonderful. Yes. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about that Camber well, the Camberwell Camera Club, but also the others if people want to join, but also the exhibition that's on at the moment, which we can go down and see. Until so Saturday the 3rd of June, they're going yes. around the coffee, excuse me, Monday yeah. to Friday, the opening hours of the gallery, 10 to 5, and stand at the Hawthorne Arts Centre, which is the Hawthorne Town Hall, 360 Build Road in Hawthorne, and on Saturdays you can check it out from 12 to 4, and it's closed on public holidays. So, yes, uh, you can look, up, uh, look it up on the website too and give them a call. We've got some queries, but thank you so much, Ken. That uh, I've got to get down there. We've got to get down there and we see. We do. Now. We will. We don't have to drag those boys. We don't have to drag. I don't boys. have to drag. Doing a little yes. bit of photography at school at the moment, so he's just dabbling at the moment. So I think mm -hmm. it would be nice to, for him to see that. It will be. Um, thank you so much, Ken. Thanks, Nicole. Lovely Thanks, to have Barbara. you. Thank you. And please get in contact if any other interesting things are happening that you hear of. Yes, you've got our details. So really appreciate you coming in and nice to have you in the studio live. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ken. Welcome back to Big Life Conversation. You're here with Nicole and Barbara. It is five o'clock and we just had a wonderful conversation with the one, wonderful Ken Spence, who is a photographer at the Camberwell Camera Club and uh, was just talking about their Light Years exhibition and all of the other camera clubs that have some wonderful things mm. on. So if you want to join at Camera Club, what a wonderful thing to be a part of. I think it's um, a fantastic thing. Very Nicole. reasonably priced to join yep. to. And a great uh, social network as well. like a beautiful social network mm. and uh, they're giving back to the community. Exactly. And so all walks invited by the mm. sounds of it. So I'm exactly. um, looking forward to that. Uh, shortly we will have our second guest coming up inside the studio again real people um dr jess belangzataghi will be joining us to talk all things cinema and screen i'm not quite sure what she's got up her sleeve for us today mm. but i'm looking forward to hearing so what she has to about say things. yes mm. and uh, there's a couple of movies that are coming up and, and some streaming things. interesting things on streaming as mm. well as um some theater which is kind of your more, more your domain. The Free um, Air stuff too, that Ningaloo Tim Winton series. Did you yes. catch it at all? No, I haven't done that I've yet. I've sni seen snippets of it and I've seen him interviewed about that. Well, I'll talk mm. to um, about that when Jess comes on. And, uh, but it's the it's second part tomorrow night. You can catch it on iView. Um, but second part tomorrow night on the ABC Tuesday. I think it's at 8.30. It goes for an hour. So, yes, uh, if you've never been to that part of the world, and I haven't, I, mean, I have been to Perth and Rottnest Island, um, but even more travel to Perth hasn't been there. I have not been. <laughs> no, I would love to go see the quokkas. Yes. And, My kids uh, want to see the quokkas. Oh, but Ningaloo is studying the water, the colour of the water. Yes. The beautiful water over there. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, but Tim, he's, uh, anyway, he's an interesting man, of course, being a writer. Yes. It's quite a different medium for him to be operating in. I think he found it quite challenging. But, um, yeah, I think he's yeah, got a very low-key kind of charm about and calm about him, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, anyway, so we'll talk about that when, um, when Jess when Yeah, Jess for sure, for sure. I have a little shovel article oh, as a yes. bit of interlude before that, and perhaps we could do our um, 
what gets up our news um, as well. Mm-hmm. This is um, one from the shovel, and as you know, we we uh, don't necessarily subscribe to either of <laughs> the opinions here. This is a satirical website. Um, this is from May seventeenth. It's called Government Engages Consultative Firm PWC. PwC to investigate how confidential treasury information was shared by a consulting firm, PwC. Uh, So after an extensive tender process, global consulting group firm PwC has been awarded a $780 million five-year contract to examine how PwC, a global consulting firm, was able to access confidential tax policy information, which is then shared with the corporate clients. A government spokesman said PwC... (laughs) PwC was chosen as the preferred partner given its in-depth understanding of PwC (laughs) and its operations. We received proposals from a range of different consultancies and PwC were able to demonstrate a superior understanding of the day-to-day processes within PwC. Uh, They actually showed remarkable insight, the spokesman said. Uh, He defended claims that the government has been too reliant on consultants, saying it was necessary in order to access specific skills. The consultants at PwC have a specialist knowledge of organisations such as PwC, which is difficult to find within government, he said. PwC has described the review as a root and branch multifaceted granular level deep dive designed to unpack the operational rhythms and and processes of PwC. So, uh, (laughs) boom, boom, very funny one there. They like to entertain us. There's so much to keep us entertained there as well. Um, Quite interestingly, um, often I look at the shovel and I see US politics, uh, see what's going on there at the moment and what you think of that. Joe Biden wanting to resume his seat and another fellow also (laughs) wanting to get back into the race. What do you think about that, Barbara? Well, like I say, it was a shame that Joe couldn't get down here to see us. Uh, yes. Near the quad, um, the quad four. Um, but apparently he did uh, touch base, so to speak, with um, Albo in Japan um, in, in the past few days. So, speaking of which, can you believe it's a year since um, the Labor government's been in power? Not so at all. There you go. It feels very quick. It has, they've packed a lot in in that time, indeed. Um, yes, I don't know. It's uh, I find it just amazing that the former president, um, Donald Trump, um, has actually... Um, considering running, considering all these um, criminal charges hanging over his head. And in this country, would not be allowed. Uh, I'm just finding that the pursuit of liberty and happiness in America seems to have gone way too far in terms of individual self-indulgence in so many ways. Oh, my goodness. I yes. know. It's just crazy, it crazy. So, um, um, yeah, I, I just I had no idea until I turned the news on. I'm not an avid watcher or reader of the news because it's just far oh. too... Depressing. It feels like a sci-fi movie most of the time. Um, But yes, that was um, a little bit, uh, um, yeah, disappointing. Let's say Mm. uh, that it's come full circle again. So there you go. So, what's on the entertainment front, Barbara? Right. Well, I just want to let you know um, that um, there's an interesting production coming up. Actually, it's running until um, this Saturday. The 27th of May and we did you ever see the film Catch Me If You Can yes I loved it yeah great film with um, Leonardo DiCaprio Leonardo a, a, a stranger than, than um, 
Truth is Strange in the Fiction kind yes. of tale yes. about a guy who um, basically was very a brilliant clever. con artist. Very brilliant. An absolute, absolute genius, but an absolute shock on in terms of ripping people off. <laughs> um, but, you know, so so shrewd was he, though, um, after, uh, as I say, a number of scans very successfully and posing as an uh, airline pilot and, and bluffing his way through the most extraordinary circumstances. But finally, he actually went to work for the FBI to help them break, break, um, break up, you know, uh, all these various uh, gangs of thieves and scammers and whatever, so you can put his knowledge um, to, 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 to help them. Anyway, but they've made a musical of it. Of course they have. And it's on musical. Exactly. So that oh, could be wow. fun, actually. Yes. Um, and it's, um, it's the Cheltenham Light Opera Company. And... Um, yeah, so and that's running until at the National Theatre, running until this Saturday. It's been on for two weeks or so, but that could be an absolute hoot, I think. I think so as well. It sounds uh, a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing lots of uh, movies. Speaking of movies, I think we have our guest in the house. Oh, very soon, yes. So we might go to a little tune and uh, be back with uh, Dr. Jess Belangzatecki. Just one moment, and uh, here's Chasing the Sun, which we're kind of doing at the moment, aren't we, with this cold weather? Oh, that's right. That song just finished way too quickly. It's ten past five on Big Life Conversation. It is you're with Nicole and Barbara, and uh, we've been uh, chatting off air with the wonderful Dr. Jess Belangzatagi, who is with us again. Yay! Uh, so nice to have you back in the studio, in the flesh, as we said um, earlier with our previous guests. We had two people both in the studio. We're so excited yeah, to see humans. Um, <laughs> so welcome back. Well. Yes. So we've been wanting to speak with you for a long while. Oscars have been and gone and um, we've had a bit of a chat about some of the theatre things, but we've been dying to talk to you about lots of different things. But what have you got for us today that you'd like to talk to us about? Well, I've got one TV show I want, I want to start with, which mm-hmm. is my television obsession at the moment, yes. uh, and that is Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I know of it. I don't know much about it. No, I know of it too. And I've been like, is that the next thing or should I not? (laughs) It has, it's creating a lot of buzz. Even the fact that you walk around Melbourne CBD and you can see buses and trams with Yellow Jackets (laughs) banners on them shows just how much it's kind of upped the ante from season one to season two and how much cultural buzz it's creating. So this one's on... It's getting very confusing with the number of streaming services that are out there. But mm. here in Australia, it's on Paramount Plus, which yes. you can get through Amazon Prime. Which, oh, okay. yep. uh, but I think there's other ways you can get it as well, but that's that's how I access it anyway. Yes. Um, so, yes, this is the second season of a show which I think is one of the best TV shows of the last couple of years. So, essentially, this show has a dual narrative structure that spans two time periods. I'm mm-hmm. a bit of a sucker for that kind of power oh, yes. narrative too. show. Yes. Um, so this one focuses on the main, the narrative we start with is a high school soccer team in the, in the 90s who get stranded in the woods after their plane ah, crashes yes. en route to a big game. Mm. So that's the key kind of narrative conceit of the whole show. And the other narrative focuses on the surviving girls' lives <laughs> in the present day. Um, uh, so and, and kind of highlights how their half-buried traumas from mm. their time in the woods continue to haunt them and affect their lives. Oh, yeah. um, so the second seat, the, the first season was obviously all about setting up that whole narrative world, and mm. the second season um, sees the the young version of the girls still struggling to survive in a log cabin in the woods after many, many months. So their little community in the woods after their plane crash is quite well established now to the point that they've started to form a sinister cult 
Mm-hmm. And they're increasingly tempted to kind of resort to cannibalism to stay alive. So as you can understand, that creates some tensions <laughs> among the group. Um, and, and one Especially of the vegetarians. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the girls who's our main character in the present day narrative, Shauna, is also pregnant and about to give birth, which really kind of sustains the tension in the second season. And obviously one of the tricks of this show is also we've got this key group of characters who we spend time with in the present day, but we're still not 100% sure who's actually still alive from this group of teen girls, apart from key characters like uh, Shauna. Um, And what I love about this show is it's the the most incredible blend of pitch black comedy and kind of horror thriller. (laughs) So uh, it's really, really hard to nail that combo. I think very few... Especially TV shows where you've got a long form narrative, they very few nail that combo. Jacinta like it? Would she be scared? Oh, <laughs> I, I think Jacinta would. She would be. Yeah, she would be tempted by it. She'd be very intrigued. Uh, she'd have to be warned about when the really bad scare. It is like it is a stressful show. I find oh, it okay. quite stressful. Oh, okay. So I have to watch it and then watch something ridiculous afterwards, <laughs> just to kind of cleanse the, it cleanse it. Yeah, as an antidote. Um, but it, 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 this black humour kind of sustains it. It's consistently funny but often in a really unsettling way Um, and what really holds it together I think is the performances across both the storylines. It's really easy to get immersed in this conceit that the adult characters actually were once the teens that we see stuck in the woods Uh so that they've achieved that casting really well and it's the cast is led by one of my favorite actresses who's the kiwi actress melanie linsky i've probably talked about her on Mm -hmm. on here before but she's an um underappreciated gem and it's so great to see her getting the kind of credit and attention she deserves in this show so she plays the adult shauna and other other adults in the cast include um christina ritchie as the deranged, oh, in, the, in the trailer. Yes, yes. she is cast, also brilliant it? as yes. a, a, quite a deranged, loose cannon character called Misty. Of course, you remember her from the Adams Family and uh, all, the, all those other uh, fantastic. What was it, uh, Mermaids? And from years ago. Yes, yes a lot of cult nineties films. Yes, mm. that, that yes. Um, and also, actually, that's a good segue, Barbara, because um, Christina Ritchie was also in one of my favourite films of the 90s, yes. uh, Ang Lee's The Ice Storm. Yes, yes. right in there. Yes, yes. yes. and yes. who she appears on screen with um, Elijah Wood in that film, who's also in this series ah. in the second season. as a He's playing a kind of self-proclaimed citizen detective oh, right. who's hot on the heels of Christina Ritchie's misty character after mm. she helped her friends to conceal a murder in season one, which is a bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen season one, but that's very vague, so you won't really uh, get what I'm talking about unless you watch it. Um, But So he's kind of um, hot on the heels of Misty, but he also seems to have the hots for her as well. So, um, (laughs) yes, this combo of Christina Ritchie and Elijah Wood's kind of pocket rocket manic energy on screen (laughs) is, yes, it's an absolute (laughs) highlight of my week. They're so great together. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating a fun show even though it is as I said quite dark and traumatic at times Mm -hmm. Um, at the moment they're doing the the weekly drop episode strategy Mm -hmm. um, and it's pretty deep into season 2 but obviously being on streaming um, you can catch up on the whole thing if you haven't seen it yet well I've been seeing the advertisements for that and thinking I have no idea what this is about, um, but it's I'm scary. Uh, but I'm curious, <laughs> and I liked the characters. Mm-hmm. And my household full of boys were like, "Nah, I don't want to watch that." So uh, there was really? this kind of this anti just 
just from the advertising was I don't want to watch that. Is that it because looks, it was a girly thing? I don't know so if that's okay. maybe it. I don't oh, know. But um, oh well, mummy's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got for something new. It's a, it's a very like woman focused and woman kind of oriented show. But it makes it's, it interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it makes all the. Oh, it, it, it really leans hard into some of the horror cult stuff as oh, well. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, I maybe maybe try again with your boys <laughs> Nicole and see see how far you get. Although it's a schlock and horror than yeah, it's it's where it's pitched. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, it might be a sixteen-year-old yes, but maybe not. Year old, no. Yeah, mm. if it's giving me nightmares, it probably definitely <laughs> will give you nightmares. <laughs> okay. Season okay. horror. Well, you know, Succession can give me nightmares. I've been watching the new episodes of that and getting angsty because um, about how things are dropping slower lately. Oh, Um, Because that does the weekly episode drop as well, doesn't it? Succession does, and so does Ted Lasso at the moment as well, which is frustrating me. So um, I'm just watching the next, you know, the the most recent series of those, but um, neither are quite living up to their previous Mm -hmm. series in in my book at the moment. Um, The first sort of two, yes, yes, but the thirds, (laughs) yeah, not so sure. But yeah, okay, I'm going to put it on the radar. I don't know what it's rated, do you? Um, I believe it would be... M slash MA, depending okay. on the episode. Mm, yes. I would that would be my assumption. Yes. Um and yeah, I mean the other thing that might turn younger viewers off is it's really steeped in nineties nostalgia, which is another thing I love about oh, yes. it. Mm. I mean, but to be honest though, that shouldn't really turn younger viewers off because no. like, the nineties are back in a major way. They are. The soundtracks. The, the teens <laughs> yes. at the moment. Yeah. And that's, they're all dressing like they, they live in the nineties. <laughs> um, so but another like it, it is just a, another um fascinating device that's used in a really clever way in the show I, I'm always interested in nostalgia on screen and there's yeah. you know there's so many examples of that at the there moment there is but, it's um, great th- this one kind of challenges using nostalgia as this kind of soothing escapism it actually kind of questions why we get drawn to nostalgia and, and what happens to nostalgia our nostalgic feelings when um, our childhood is laced with such horrific traumas, so mm. it's constantly playing with those kind of tensions. Mm. Um, it does sound rather intriguing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not sure Barbara's soul. <laughs> looking but at her, I'm like, I'm I'll, I'll probably watch anything. She's probably enough to get me to, to watch it. Yes, and yeah. she hasn't been in enough lately. That's right. Because I'm a big fan of her as well. Yes. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it, it, it does spend a lot of time with her. She was nominated for an Emmy for this last oh, okay. year. Yep. So I'm hoping she... Uh, she gets another Emmy nomination. Mm. I, I've seen interviews with her where she was nervous that she wouldn't be able to replicate the success of her performance oh, because really? in yeah. season oh, one no. she was actually pregnant. Yeah, so the way she yeah, was, she said, the way she was moving, to use her words, the way she was waddling around <laughs> was because she was actually like growing a human child. But now, like, so, but she's, she's still brilliant in season two, so she needn't okay. have worried. But clearly she's just as kind of neurotic off screen as she is on screen, yes. based on those interviews I've seen with her. Um, but hopefully she gets another Emmy nomination. Yes, for this one. Yeah. that would mm. be great. Okay, that's on my list. It's been, I've been waiting for you to come in. I mean, because there's so much there. It's it's about filtering it all it through. Is, it is. Depending and on your you start sometimes, yeah. sometimes you start something, and I'm I'm one of those that oh, okay, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go and labour through this. <laughs> yeah. I need to finish. So, yeah. Well, that's me with Succession, actually. I know yes. I should watch that show. Everyone talks about how amazing that show mm-hmm. is. I love Sarah Snook, who's one I, of the main... She's great. Brian Cox is, of course. It actually Cox finished... 
satisf- like the last episode I watched was quite amazing. I think um, INDB had it rated at 10 out of 10 and then oh, wow. a few minutes after it aired it sort of lowered. There was some differences but it oh. was – I thought that's the highest rating I've ever seen mm. on that um, and uh, it certainly was an engaging episode. So um, I won't reveal <laughs> any more of that. I think The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel I'm noticing on Amazon Prime's got another episode out, as w- another series out as well, which I quite enjoyed um, back when as well. That's mm. a, one that hasn't come back around. Um, great. All right. What, what's next? <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to talk about some movies that are, you, you have to be quick to catch because they these are movies that are worth seeing, in yeah. my humble opinion, on the big screen oh, okay. before they leave in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first of these is um, EO, yeah. which was actually nominated for this year's Best this International too. Feature Film Oscar. Yep. yep. Uh, and it, it, it also won some of the big to- uh, prizes at the Cannes Film Festival, mm. like the Jury Prize. So it was one of the most critically acclaimed films of last year and it deserves that acclaim. Okay. Uh, and I think it's uh, it didn't seem to get much of a release in Australia when it first came out, but it is in cinemas now. Yes. That probably is helped propelled in part by the Oscar nomination. But mm-hmm. So it's a Polish film directed by uh, Jerzy Skolomowski. That sounds very Polish. Name, yes. And so it follows a specific period in the life of a donkey. And that's pretty much it, (laughs) plot-wise. There's nothing more to it, really, in terms of the narrative. It's basically a road movie through the eyes of a donkey. It has very little dialogue. Uh, There's not many human characters in it because it's so focused on the plight of this donkey. But it is a spectacular film. It, it, It does, I think, demand to be seen on the big screen before its theatrical run ends, because the um, it, it, the cinematography and the music and the sound design really do um, kind of immerse us in this donkey's perspective. Do you have to be an animal lover to to like it, or could you? Um, you I did. If you're an animal lover, you might <laughs> not like it. Well, I, I was actually told because I was worried about this before I'm I saw a bit it. Worried about it too. Yes, <laughs> I was told. Someone told me, "Don't worry, it's a beautiful film. It's got some sad bits, but you won't find it too upsetting." Oh. But I don't know if I fully agree <laughs> with her because I was quite upset. Oh, yeah. I saw it with some other people, one of them who's an extreme animal lover, and she was very upset. Oh, we had to just, like, compose ourselves <laughs> after oh, it. Oh, dear. That's so, so it, it is, um, it, yeah, so it is uh, quite a full-on, like, emotional kind of gut punch. But it's also very... Um, I don't want that to put people off because it's also very kind of medita- meditative, okay. thoughtful, mm-hmm. um, very zen kind of oh, yes. piece in some ways as well. Um, and it's just such a unique film. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's kind of an example of slow cinema, which oh, yes. is films that I guess don't have too much narrative action dialogue. Yeah. They're, they're edited in quite a slow way as well, so they'll be made up of lots of kind of long takes. Yes. So it's nice antidote to the way screen media tends to be put together these days, which is very far, fast. Yeah, the chases and the whole Yes. 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 Um, so, yeah, it, it has got some sad moments in it, but I, I, I wouldn't – I was glad that didn't put me off from seeing it okay. because I had to I had to build up the courage because I was worried about it as well. <laughs> okay. But, um, yes, yeah, so the, the donkey – it's actually a, a number of donkeys playing this oh, one no. donkey character, yeah. EO. Mm-hmm. He is, he's, he's beautiful. Mm. Is it play on EO or anything to do with I that? I believe oh, that's yeah, – yeah, I think that's it, what it is. Because, yeah, he, yeah, the, the yeah. donkey himself – is called EO so we start with him in a Polish circus which does get shut down due to kind of 
animal oh, cruelty yes. protests, and then basically the donkeys thrust between different farms and worlds. And oh, really? um, and but the interesting thing for me was that we it, it it's using a strategy from kind of what they called Italian neorealist films mm-hmm. from the 50s, 60s and early 70s. So these films that also were very examples of kind of slow cinema. Mm-hmm. But they focused... Like as the bicycle thieves. And yes, those stuff. kind of films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. that, so they focused on children and non-professional actors yes. mm-hmm. um, and just kind of followed these really pared back simple performances with these long takes and... Um, so th- this film does a similar thing but with a donkey. It's shot in black and white or in colour. It's in colour, but it has got these um, these long periods of really kind of expressionist. Like it leans, it's it's it does it does make a coherent uh, logical narrative out of the donkey's experience, but it has got these lo- these sequences that kind of dip into art cinema oh, kind of expressionism. Okay. Mm. Uh, so it, it's yeah, it's definitely um, a, a very powerful and interesting film that I think, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't weave the same magic if you saw it on the small screen. I oh, think. fair enough. Mm. Thank you. Mm, okay, I might need a bit of <laughs> courage for that one. <laughs> I want to see it. I saw it. I thought, oh, I'll go and see it. And I think it would have been possibly better to not know. Oh, really? Yeah. Or... Is it better to know? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. No, it's on the list. It's on the list. I might I might have to not see it in the cinema to have a lesser impact. Yeah. 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 Or just do what I did and walk straight from the the cinema into the bar next door and cover that one. Yes. Okay. Shake that one off. All right. That sounds good. That's selected cinemas then I gather. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I went out to see it at the Belgrave Cameo. Oh, wow. Okay. But, the, but it's in at like Lido Cinemas in Hawthorne. It's in a few different, particularly indie cinemas around. Because those are the Art House sort of cinemas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. And rated again, do you know? Um, I think it would be it's M- MA. MA, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting yeah. that it's MA. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's what I've just, I've, I've just looked that up. Um, yeah. That's what's suggesting there. And on at the Lido and Classic Cinemas, Elston Wick. Still. Yeah. So there you go. And there's more. It's been yeah. getting good reviews, though, I've seen. Yeah, mm. yeah really good reviews. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you definitely won't see another movie like it, no. that's for sure. Exactly. Um, wow. Oh, not a new, recent movie. They're actually. It was actually inspired by another film, a French film, that's focused on a donkey from the 60s. But you won't see oh. another film like it in... Anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So another film I want to talk about, which is and one to catch before it leaves cinemas, is in a completely different style and tone. <laughs> this is um, Pope's Exorcist. I think oh, it's called yes. The Pope's Exorcist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is pretty much all in the name with this one. Yes, <laughs> There's not much yeah, more to no. say. <laughs> it's about he is actually apparently a true character based on a true character who was the official um, exorcist for the Vatican for a time, uh, Father Gabriel Amorth, Mm. uh, who has written memoirs about his exorcism experiences. So the film is in part adapted from these books. But the real attraction in this film is Russell Crowe, who is playing the Pope's exorcist. Mm. Uh, And he is obviously um, another Kiwi actor. So along with Melanie Melanie Linsky, a bit of a Kiwi actor spotlight today. (laughs) Um, But he is playing a very Italian um, pope 
So that it's it's a very how is he doing the accent? Very yes. thick accent. So he actually starts the film speaking in Italian. Oh really? And I was sitting there actually muttering to the people I was seeing it with <laughs> next to me, like this is actually really impressive. I was expecting this to be cheesy kind of schlock, yeah. but Rusty's accent is great really? and he's okay. convincing. But he only speaks in Italian with subtitles for the first probably three minutes. Oh, wow! And then he, he's trying to impress us. Yes, yes, <laughs> and he did. He obviously practiced those bits really well, and then and then. I can't even I can't even remember why there's no real logical reason to it but he says something like oh I'm going to have to speak English from now on. And then he does speak English for the rest of the film. With an Italian accent. With an Italian accent, with a very thick cartoonish Italian (laughs) accent. Um, So he's obviously not aiming for the Oscar in this role. Mm. Uh, He's having the time of his life, though, and the whole movie is kind of built around him having the time of his life. There's lots of scenes of him riding a Vespa around Rome with his kind of papal robes yeah, flowing in the one. wind behind him and he's play- he's kind of like an action <clears throat> movie hero at the same time as he's this kind of erudite <laughs> cleric yes it's it's it's, it's I it's can't a- see him in that role <laughs> yes. oh, well, the, the way to see him in this role is to see this movie I, like I, I did thoroughly enjoy it it's not obviously you can probably tell from what I'm describing it. it's not a great movie yeah. by like it's, it's, yeah, as I said it's not going to win any Oscars it's entertaining but it, it's very entertaining and it actually is directed by an Australian director Julius oh. Avery All right. and has this incredible score by the Australian composer Justin Curzel oh. whose music has featured in some of the best Australian movies of the past mm. decade like Snowtown The Babadook Nitrum oh. uh, just some of the best the movie yeah. yes yeah. So some of the best movie soundtracks of mm. the past decade full and stop let alone just in Australian yes. films so again this, the soundtrack here is really um, epic and kind sustains the energy all the right way through mm-hmm. uh, but it's um, it's a kind of again a, I don't think the comedy is is maybe as intentional in the way it's written as in maybe Yellow Jackets but it is a kind of horror action comedy hybrid oh yeah uh, it is trying to be scary as a seasoned <laughs> horror viewer myself I wasn't particularly rattled oh, by okay. it because it's sort of got its tongue <laughs> in its cheek some of the time but it's got its tongue yes mm. absolutely it's got its tongue in the and tongue in its cheek th- thanks mainly to Rusty's performance <laughs> I think throughout the whole film so he's got a few quips has he he's yes got a few one lines and, and sometimes there. it's not even that the quip the, the, the script has been written in a way that it's a quip but it's the way he delivers <laughs> it it turns it into one um, so he's kind of battling the administrative powers in the Vatican <laughs> Um, who are trying to stop him from doing exorcisms uh, because it's just, a, I guess, seen as an old-fashioned practice. <laughs> but he just, he finds this young child in rural Spain with a demon occupying his body. And um, in the process of this, he, he uncovers this conspiracy uh, throughout the church that is a plot twist that is so kind of audacious <laughs> I laughed out loud in the cinema oh, um, you were in doing that or uh, there was a couple of people that I think followed me in that reaction but it, it again it's so it, it's kind oh, of combining right. horror movie <laughs> schlock with this searing political commentary oh, okay. about uh, organised religion and it's just oh, yes. the fact that they went there is is truly something but I'm not going to spoil that anymore oh. but again uh, Rusty's performance kind of makes it work and it really is something special um, in this film wow uh, it's pretty uh, forgettable as a piece of schlock but um, <laughs> definitely a fun movie to go see with a bunch of other people okay. 
And again, debrief. Maybe a good antidote for EO. Okay. (laughs) Maybe do a double whammy and go from one to the other or something. Yeah. Especially if you're like me and you saw the most recent Thor movie and I was so underwhelmed by that. Even though I love Taika Waititi usually. I like Chris Hemsworth. It fell really flat. But the only part for me that really stood out and I enjoyed was Russell's performance. Oh, yes. His little performance in that. Yes. So if you if you also were a fan of that little sequence in Thor, you'll definitely be a fan also of Pope's Exorcist. So oh, he's having a bit of fun. Oh, okay. Yes, definitely. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Wow. Well, there's, you. Is, there's there's a, is there more? Is that it for the moment? Um, well, there's one more that I, I, I will just quickly mention. This one is another one that had a very limited release, but it seems like it is still out. So it's one that, to catch before it goes. This one's called Polite Society. Oh, I've heard of it. And it's very much in the same vein as this year's big Oscar success story, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, really? Uh, so it's this zany kind of surreal-tinged action comedy drama that seeks to go into these deep kind of poignant places despite this cosmic zaniness throughout. Uh, so that's a, you know, it's a very ambitious film, just like everything everywhere all at once. So this one uh, is about, um, so that that movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, such a mouthful always to say. Yes. Um, but this one was about, uh, th- that one was about the kind of, um, uh, the Chinese community, the diasporic migrant community right. in the US. This one's got a similar structure about the Pakistani community in the UK. Ah. So it focuses on a Pakistani family in London, uh, mainly the teenager Ria, who aspires to be a stunt woman, and her oh, yes. sister, who's about to enter what seems to be an arranged marriage. Ah, yeah. And so this, the fact that she's wanting to be a stunt woman kind of drives the silly action comedy elements of this film like it kind of it's a it's a a a kitchen sink drama with these zany action comedy kind of fantasy elements thrown into the mix it has got elements and influences of i guess that over the top kind of bollywood style as well but the the core of the narrative is about these kind of intergenerational tensions that emerge from I guess clashes between first generation migrants and their children and uh, so it, it in a oh. similar way again to everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. uh, so e e a a o e e e a a o so it, it, it w- was really an unexpected delight for me i went into it not yeah. knowing at all what i was about to see um, because it was the opening film for the Fantastic Film Festival Australia, so I just kind of went along to that, oh, okay. not knowing what it was, mm-hmm. and um, I was really surprised uh, just how much uh, I enjoyed it and what a what a well put together film it was. It yeah. deserves more attention than it's been getting, okay. but it does seem to be still out at cinemas, so yes, another one that's worth catching. Mm. The name again, Polite, Polite Society. Society. Polite Society. All right. Thank you, Jess. Got I was going to actually ask you: um, Have you heard about this series, a uh, new series called *The Diplomat* with Rufus Stewart and Kerry Russell, who used to be in is it *Gilmore Girls* or *Felicity*? Or no, I haven't heard about that one. Uh, but love, love Rufus Sewell. Yes, it's always a, a nice aristocratic kind of as well. Yes, <laughs> yes. spring yes. presence. Well, sometimes he's sometimes aristocratic, and sometimes a bit, bit of rough train as well. But anyway, I've seen him over the years. I'm yeah, a bit of a fan. But yes, he plays the, the husband of um, of Kerry Russell. And and what is interesting about it is that it's a, it's on Netflix, just new. 
um, is that the roles have been reversed. She's a diplomat. She's actually the one who's the, the, the story is mainly focused on. Mm-hmm. And he's a diplomat. That she's supposed to be being sent to um, Afghanistan and there's a change of plans. They're sending her to London. She's they're obviously American. Um, but basically her husband sort of lost his job. He's been pushed to the side and he's been a diplomat and she's the one who's actually running the show now. Mm-hmm. So it's all, And then she's sent to London and she's not happy because she doesn't want to be um, wandering around amongst, you know, enjoying garden parties or whatever. She'd rather, she's, got, she's quite a serious, intense sort of person. Anyway, he's got a different sort of personality, but he's like the handbag. And she's like the, the like the main driving force, and so and they have marriage tensions. For, not surprisingly, but it looked really good. I, I just saw the first episode, so um, so that's yeah. just just come out that one. Yes, it's just a new one. It's called I've the seen that series. Yeah. yeah, and you know, if you're interested in in politics and that sort of stuff, I think that you would enjoy it. Yeah. And the other one um, I would like to see, um, and I've heard about this one. I just saw. It. Him, uh, Michael Joe Fox being interviewed about it. It's documentary oh, about him called Still. I've mm. seen it. Yeah, it's about his, his, his battle with Parkinson's. Yeah, so is this a short... feature film, documentary? No, it's, 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 no, it's just a documentary. No, it's just um, a, an an episode hour, of it's yeah, okay. short. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's him just talk, it's being He's being interviewed, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's a story of, his of him and his experiences mm. with, with Parkinson's. And how basically he, well, he's, I've been in mind because he's, he's turned yeah. a, a person of trauma. with that. Yeah, mm. but a person trauma for him, he's actually tried to help other people and yeah. uh, all the research and the foundation he's set up and he's, uh, he's quite an amazing guy, I think. Mm. Um, he is, yeah. So I, the, I, will, I don't, Apple TV Plus is one of the many streaming, this, well, the only streaming service actually that I don't, have and regularly use, but oh, okay. I, I, I would get it for that reason and because yeah, well, I'd like to see that myself. I'd he's quite it. an inspiring. Um, he is. I used to love him I mean, all those years ago, Back to the Future and all that other stuff that he was in. It is a um, fascinating show because yeah. he, he talks. You know, he's basically narrating the whole thing, but mm. you also see him having on the side his physio sessions and mm. also, yeah, I can feel my dopamine doing this now, so it's time for my meds. You know, mm-hmm. so little sort of poignant moments where you see that and also his relationship with his family yes. and his his daughters um, and just some of the timings of things and they do these little snippets in the show that are relevant to the context of his story that he's telling but they're from his movies mm, so it's clever. quite nice mm. how they've integrated yeah. little snippets of it like that but also showing you know when he was doing certain series where he hadn't told like he didn't tell anyone for a very very mm, long that's right, time and he was before. trying to manage mm. it and you can mm. see and he said and that's when I was doing I was actually doing this and that and and I and just what was going on in his head and how he was trying to manage that mask or it. quickly mm. running mm. to the toilet and doing this to mask it and just what lengths of energy that mm. actually took. Yeah, the stress and the strain of it the, all. The, yeah. the, the worry of when he did reveal what it would mean and everyone yes. was just fine. Mm. And yeah. so you always think the expectation is worse. But, yeah, it was. I actually quite enjoyed it. And it's not too long and arduous and it's not sad, but it, it's sad, but it's not... Overwhelmingly sad. No, it's, no, it's, I think it's, it's optimistic. It's very factual and very optimistic. Yeah, the fact that he gives hope, he's giving hope to people with that, yeah, with that illness. It's quite and, good. Um, yeah. No, thank you, Nicole, because I only saw snippets of it, yeah, so anyway, I'd, I'd like to see it. Yeah, we all watched yeah. that, so we thought that was good. No, I think that was fantastic. There's also the John Farnham film, is that people interested in, uh, interested in John Farnham, the documentary about his life. I don't mm. know if anyone's interested in that. I might uh, catch that one as well. And I mentioned you before you came in, a uh, great documentary about Mary Quant, that's called Quant. Mm. Yeah, which is, I saw, the other, saw last night at the night um, but yeah, that was um, that was a, a really fascinating film. If you're a fashionista or just interested in, in the whole sort of sixties um, um, sort of phenomenon of, uh, of her um, creativity and uh, women's liberation in terms of fashion, lots of ways. So mm. yeah, nice, so, very yes. good. Another one I'm keen to see. Maybe we'll have to talk about it next time because I haven't seen it yet. Mm. Um, I'm going to see it probably this weekend because it's just come out. Uh, Limbo, an Australian film. Mm. I heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it looks. Uh, 
It looks excellent based on the images I've seen. It seems to be filmed in black and white, set in the Northern Territory. So, yes, I'm going to try and get to see that one. On the mm-hmm. weekend, I, I haven't actually been to a cinema for a very long time. <laughs> it's been glued to my television watching <laughs> movies there, but uh, otherwise haven't. Thank you so much, Jess, Thank for you, Jess. sharing all of that. It's been really Thanks great to have you me. back and have that longer session talking about Indeed. those movies and streaming um, items that we can get a hold of. So I've got a nice list to get yeah. going and before hopefully we, you have too. Before we round the rock, I just ask you, are you an interview with a vampire because it's sort of fan or not? Oh, I haven't seen it for quite some time, but I would have any excuse to see it again, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yes, is the, the, the remake with um, Sam oh, Reed from the, the Newsreader. Yes, yes, the TV yes, series. That, yes. that looks very intriguing. It is intriguing, but yes. it's also incredibly gory. I could I uh, right. have oh. I haven't watched all, all episodes right through. Right. Um, yeah, so it's not for the faint-hearted. Um, but, yeah, so... In, in, Interesting idea that they've um, they've brought it back. Yes, I was All just wondering right. whether you had uh, you know come across. It no, I haven't. Time. I haven't. I've seen the trailers and it looks very intriguing. I, I will probably check it out. The production values look fantastic. Yes, it is. It is it's it's lovely to look at until some of the, the nasty scenes. <laughs> 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 it's about performances too. Yes, exactly. Very good. Well, thank you so much again. So lovely to have you with us. Please come back again. I sure um, will. And uh, happy film watching, everybody. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. Thank you the Tim Winton thing that I'm on the Ningaloo Reef um, that's highly recommended if you're a bit about nature person as well that, uh, that's on the ABC we were talking about that Fantastic. the other day thank you so much yes. thank you and I'd like to praise you as I did last week. Oh, no, last fortnight, I think it was. Uh, that is Fatboy Slim that has been travelling around Australia. Uh, before that, Groove is in the Heart by Delight. It is eight minutes to six o'clock on Big Life Conversation. You're here with Nicole and Barbara. We've had two wonderful guests today. Uh, we had wonderful photographer Ken Spence from Camberwell Camera Club and uh, just then Dr Jess Belangzatagi, who is um, an RMIT lecturer in cinema and screen and uh, has a couple of wonderful things for us to look into on streaming services and movies. Um, but wrapping up for us today in the last eight minutes of our show, we've got a few little snippets to share with you. Barbara. We have. Thank you, Nicole. Um, yes, this, for those who are music buffs, um, if you can get along to this um, concert, I think that you'd uh, be rather rather um, delighted. This is called uh, Nataraja. It's, it's coming out this Sunday, the 28th of May at 6.30pm and the venue is in Stephen's Anglican Church in Richmond, uh, 360 Church Street. Um, now, basically, um, it's it's an Indian-inspired event. Shiva um, Nataraja, the Divine Cosmic Dancers, were trained in a circle of flames that signify the endless cycle of the universe. You've probably seen representations of this deity. Um, and anyway, this particular image is bringing together works of composers Sunji Hong, Brett Dean, um, Kaja Saraya and Jonathan Harvey. And the forearms of this program intertwine themes of creation, destruction, suffering and renewal with the scintillating sounds of flutes, cello and piano. So it sounds rather beautiful. It's a celebration of life and creativity according to the screen I have here, as well as the effervescence and fragility of being. And it's created and performed by Forest Collective's intrepid resident flute player, Kim Tam. The program, they say, is sure to be an adventurous exploration of dance and new music. And it also features pianist Dana Killian and cellist Roseanne Hunt. Um, and... So that's something that uh, could uh, intrigue quite a few people and you can mm. check that out um, by going to the St Stephen's Anglican Church website or just call oh, wow. St Stephen's Anglican Church. They use the venue uh, often as a concert venue. Well, as a concert a beautiful place. sound. The wonderful acoustics, exactly. The churches do. That's right. So that's on at 6.30 next Sunday. So uh, go to um, St Stephen's Anglican Church um, concert recital uh, program and you can find out more. 
Wonderful. Just goes for an hour too. So. Oh, yeah. sounds lovely. Um, I just thought we might do a really quick what gets up my nose. Oh, yes, we've I, forgotten that. I do have a vegetarian chilli bean oh, uh, hearty yes, soup yes. recipe, but um, if I don't get a chance to say that, I will, <laughs> as I do, normally post it on our Facebook page. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, Barb, do you have a what gets up your nose? I do, Nicole, and thank you for reminding me. Uh, what gets up my nose? A poor customer service. Mm. Now, I know we've all been on the receiving end of it. Hopefully, none of us have actually given it. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I'm particularly thinking of the hospitality industry. And I, know I have worked in the hospitality industry myself, and it, we know it can be a very tough gig um, and very demanding. Um, but I think there's no excuse for, for rudeness when you're in a, in a, at a place when you, where you're trying to... Um, you're giving them your money, your hard-earned money, um, and you, you can understand sometimes mistakes happen and people are unhuman. But when people forget to, to bring things or you, and you ask politely and they, and they don't apologise or they never come back to the table or explain to what happened to this, that, and the other thing you ask, for those little things like that. I mean, okay, first world problems, you might say. Um, then, of course, you can get your downright rude and offensive and obnoxious um, people in the industry. And I remember many years ago at a certain game place that should remain nameless, I was out with a group of friends and the waitress came over and, and said, and no, in certain terms, would you mind shutting up? And I just said, there goes your tip. I'll give you a tip, get out of hospitality. <laughs> so, um, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, but however, what makes my day is the exact opposite. People that actually are caring, are thoughtful, are polite, apologetic, and something I was wrong. Um, and an example last night, I was at a certain establishment with uh, a friend of the show, Ms. Ada Chong, and we'd been to see um, their great film um, uh, about uh, Mary Quant, and we popped in uh, nearby and to have something to eat. And there, the young guys I walked out said, uh, Excuse me, excuse me, you've left your phone behind. <laughs> so, oh, that's lovely. That's an observant, um, courteous, considerate uh, member of staff. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Uh, absolutely. So one of the things that um, is really tricky for me being a lecturer in nutrition yes. and everything's live streamed now is that you don't – no one ever gets on screen. You've got – 25 people in front of you from across the country and you can't oh, yeah. interact with them. Mm. Um, and it's really like a three-hour science lecture is really tricky online oh, and yes. I can understand that from anyone, even though I might make it exciting. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But uh, <laughs> always, not always, but uh, it can be quite dry. But when you ask people to, you know, come off screen, just say hi, um, say hello, let me know you're here, exactly. ask open questions, right. get people to engage and crickets <laughs> definitely science except for the noise the, the yeah, buzzing or there's yes. the usual two or three that just hands sort of, up yes, yes. so <laughs> the, the, the flip side of that is when I run workshops or, and I'm doing the beautiful face to face how joyous it is to reconnect with students in that yes. space now and, and have face to face sessions and watch and observe them in a clinical setting however this cohort of students have come from being online for all of their content oh, wow. um, and haven't had the chance to interact and had to learn their clinical practices mm. before actually physically coming into clinic and we're just really noticing the difference in the cohorts oh, as course, they come through. So it is very different. So just managing that, I think, as a lecturer anyway. It's a challenge. So it is a challenge. It is a challenge. Um, so just wanted to let you know that just before we finish up and have the news, yes. and then we've got primary perspectives, which we'll hand over to, um, I have a vegetarian chili bean grain soup. This one's come from Country Living, really hearty vegetable soup and full of some wonderful, wonderful veggies, um, but made with black beans in particular um, and uh, tastes really great and uh, 
tomato, lemon and um, cumin, coriander, all of the beautiful Middle Eastern spices with a lime and sour cream Mm -hmm. sort of topping added to it. So if you think of a chunky vegetable tomato-based soup um, with the beans in it, so all the vegetarians would love it. There's lots of sort of hidden um, veggies in there as well. I will pop that up onto our Facebook page, thinking of something hearty and warming for dinner. I think this is definitely the way to go. So um, something, one of those nice little winter warmers I think cold nights, yes. Yeah, just tomatoes, chilli, cumin, coriander, pressed garlic, chopped onion, carrots um, and pepper and um, you could have some cheese on top if you wished or your sour cream. Delish, thank you. Yes, and uh, next week we have a couple couple of mystery mystery guests. We, We may hope to have our wonderful... Uh, just seem to come and join us, but we don't know for sure yes, just yet. We'll find out sooner or later. Absolutely. And just before we wind up, just quickly want to mention that the White Horse um, Theatre is presenting Fred Smith's production, The Sparrows of Kabul, um, and written and directed by Fred Smith. And Fred Smith and the band present an extraordinary song cycle on Australia's involvement in Afghanistan, culminating in the dramatic evacuation from Kabul in August 2021. And he was the first Australian diplomat to be sent to Urkistan province in 2009 and the last 11 2013. So an interesting story accompanied by um, some music suitable for people um, 15 and older and uh, that's at the One Community Centre in Blackburn and check out the White Horse um, Arts Centre um, website for more details about that. That's next Saturday at 7.30pm, Saturday the 27th of May. So, so much entertainment. There's a lot um, to choose from. Very grateful for our wonderful guests today and really? seeing them in person. Um, and as always, pleasure uh, having the show with you today, Barbara. And you too, um, Nicole. Thank you again for your technical expertise. <laughs> as well as all other contributions. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you want more information or want to hear this show again, remember our Facebook page, Big Life Convo. Um, you can get our streamed uh, programs there at any time. Um, otherwise, see you next week. Looking forward to speaking with you all. Take care, everyone. Keep on. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Ciao.